Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I'm talking about the challenges of being ethical in tech. And now, I'm not talking about the bigger picture kind of stuff, like avoiding dark patterns, um, avoiding um, uh, you know, unintentional biases, these things we all kind of carry inside us that we don't realize where, you know, people build algorithms that accidentally um, tell Asian people that they blinked when taking a photo or that, um, you know, can't pick out um, people with darker skin in night mode, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I today specifically want to talk about like the really simple kind of stuff that I think we take for granted um, around the tools that we use to build for the web and the ethical implications of those tools. And at the start, I want to kind of mention that in many ways we find ourselves in a problem similar to the ones that they explore in the show, The Good Place. Um, so the, for those of you who have ever seen it, uh, or have, have not seen it, rather, um, it's a show about um, a group of people who think they've made it to, quote, the good place after they died, and find out that they're actually in the bad place. And it's a whole show about, um, you know, kind of the system that the beings of the afterlife use to judge who goes where. And in it, towards the end of the show, there's this really um, kind of salient conversation around how modern life makes it really difficult to be 100% ethical. Uh, and the main character of the show, one of the main characters, Michael, uh, who's a kind of a, an afterlife being, says, quote, life now is so complicated, it's impossible for anyone to be good enough for the good place. These days, just buying a tomato at a grocery store means that you are unwittingly supporting toxic pesticides, exploiting labor, contributing to global warming. Humans think that they're making one choice, but they're actually making dozens of choices they don't even know they're making. And as it goes with buying a tomato, so too it goes with tech. And I know this sounds kind of ridiculous, but this um, this really kind of came to a head for me lately um, as I've been thinking more about um, how disappointed I am that GitHub has a contract with ICE, um, the U.S. organization that tears children away from their parents and locks them in cages and recently has admitted that they actually can't find parents for over 500 of the children that they have been court ordered to reunite with their parents. They just don't know what happened to them. They deported them and they lost track of them um, because ICE is fucking evil. And um, GitHub has refused to break their contract with them. And I've wanted to rid myself of GitHub for a long time, but I can't find another ethical alternative. Um, every kind of vendor I've looked at either has massive usability issues and it's just not a viable solution for most people or has their own kind of ethical issues. Um, and it becomes more of an issue when you then take a step back and say, okay, well, GitHub is owned by Microsoft, who has allowed this to continue and who kind of has their own kind of defense contract stuff going on. And Microsoft also makes VS Code, um, which is the text editor that I recommend to everybody who can't afford to or doesn't want to drop $80 on Sublime Text, which is, in my opinion, the best 
text editor. Um, and it just kind of trickles down into so many other things. And so I want to unpack some of that today. Um, so for example, um, I am, I am basically, I'm coming to the realization that you can't be completely ethical in your tool choices within technology, unless you live completely off the tech grid. Um, and even then, like the computers we work on were built in factories in China that have maybe some questionable ethical practices going on. Um, it's just, it's really, really impossible to be 100% ethical with the tool choices we make. Um, so, uh, you know, Git, for example. Um, I have looked into, um, I've looked into Atlassian's offering um, as an alternative. Um, and uh, they have historically had issues with um, gender discrimination, with not paying women as much as men. I can remember going to a conference where they had people in t-shirts that literally said booth babe, which is not the kind of gender exploitation that I'm really personally you know, down for. Um, uh, I, a lot of people recommended GitLab as an alternative. Um, but uh, GitLab, for some reason, thought it would be a cool idea when all this GitHub stuff was going down to um, release a statement basically saying, we don't have a contract with ICE, but if they wanted to do one with us, we would be happy to take it. And it's like, what, like, what are you doing? Um, you know, um, in addition to kind of the Git stuff, um, you know, we get into things like browsers, right? And so Google has all sorts of spyware baked into their browsers. Um, Firefox doesn't, um, but they were founded by Brandon Ike. Um, who uh, contributed to Prop 9 in California, which was a measure to, he like literally donated money to Prop 9, which was a measure to ban gay marriage in California and make it illegal. Um, thankfully didn't pass. Um, but he was actually ousted from Firefox because of that, which I guess makes Firefox an okay browser, but they're maybe a little kind of cagey on their privacy stuff. Um, you know, like... Uh, I don't know. Like, so, you know, as an alternative, I could, I use Microsoft Edge, which I really like. And one of the first things they did was rip a bunch of tracking stuff out of Chromium. But that's a Microsoft product. And Microsoft also owns GitHub, who has the whole ICE thing. Um, and then I've had a lot of other people point me to Brave because Brave is allegedly a privacy-oriented browser. But Brave is also run by Brandon Ike. Um, who is actively the founder there and directly profits off it. Um, and in addition to that, they do this whole thing where they block tracking, which I, or block advertising, which I am okay with. I use an ad blocker in my browser. Um, but then they turn around and collect money from you on behalf of the creators whose chosen revenue source advertising, they're blocking. And they say, we're going to give this money to creators. But if you're a creator whose ads were blocked and you don't sign up for Brave's like revenue program, they never tell you that they've done this or that they've collected money on your behalf. Um, and so you don't get that money unless you've, you've signed up. And it's just really kind of like slimy to collect money on someone's behalf and then not tell them about it. It just feels pretty messed up. Um, 
And, uh, you know, that's if you want to ignore the whole Brandon Ike wanted to ban gay people from getting married, and now he works at this company and makes money from it thing. Um, and, you know, Brave is all about, like, Bitcoin and blockchain, and that has all sorts of ethical considerations of its own because it contributes massive amounts of um, greenhouse gas emissions through energy consumption, so there's issues there. And then... Um, you know, on top of it, if you want to go way back, like Brandon Ike is still cashing in on his name recognition from having created JavaScript, the language that I make my living off of. And so am I in some small way contributing to Brandon Ike's fame for, you know, kind of advocating for this technology? But then how do you, it's like a fundamental part of the front end stack. And it just all gets really, um, you know, like really, really messy. Um, and then, you know, on on top of that, like just computers and hosting and like the internet contribute to greenhouse emissions. Um, and, um, you know, it's just, it's really kind of this like, this situation where unless you want to go completely off the grid, it's, it's actually impossible to be ethical, like a hundred percent in work in tech. It's the, the good place problem where, Every choice we make is a like dozens or hundreds of other micro choices behind the scenes that we don't realize we've made. And I don't really have a good answer here. This is just me kind of more venting on the fact that um, I think it's important to try, but I think it's also important to not beat yourself up too bad if you don't get it 100% right. Like, so... For me, I think if you wanted to use Firefox or you want to use Microsoft Edge, I think those are good browser choices because you're not contributing to the surveillance machine and you're, um, you're using a product that does it a little bit better, even if it's not perfect. Um, for me, Brave is a hard line because Brandon Ike is still profiting off of that and he doesn't think gay people should get married. And I think that's fucked up and wrong. Um, I want to leave GitHub, but I haven't found an ethical alternative um, that isn't like just completely um, like way too, sorry, my dog is asleep and like whimpering in the background, isn't um, just like entirely like an unreasonable amount of migration cost to do. Like I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of GitHub repositories floating out there for open source projects and courses and things like that. And the migration cost is like real and painful and really difficult to make if I haven't found an alternative that actually like works and is ethical. And so I'm just, yeah, it's a whole, this is like a big whole rambling podcast, but um, I just, I, this is all really fuzzy and I haven't found any good concrete lines. And um, uh, I guess if you have a good GitHub alternative that you think is better, please let me know. Cause this is, this is for me just like, it's been, um, it's been a real struggle. Um, and uh, and I, I often beat myself up over the fact that I am still using GitHub, uh, even though they continue to work with an organization that is, just fucking evil and and terrible um 
So yeah, that's really, that's, that's it for this episode. Um, this was probably not my best and I'm sorry about that. Just some thoughts I kind of wanted to put out there into the ether. Um, I'll drop, uh, drop a link in the show notes to, um, uh, the, the episode where Michael from the good place talks about how the system is broken and you can see it for yourself and kind of make your own correlations to what we do in tech. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. If you um, finally want to master JavaScript, um, you might want to check out my pocket guides at vanillajsguides.com. As a listener of the show, you can get 30% off with the code podcast at checkout. See you next time. Cheers.